After reviewing the play, the call on the ice stands. We got to go. Okay, fellas, we are set to go. Let's go. We are kicking. Watch the blue. There we go. Yeah, baby. Number 47 for Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting. Please move it. Please move it. Please move it. I got to admit this. I made a mistake. I think I'm bang on this. I'm bang on. Okay, gentlemen, play ball. Watch it here. Good checking, guys. That's good play. It's the late stages of September. Training camps for NHL teams are officially open. Josh, do you think they have a, a ribbon-cutting ceremony or something like that when they open training camps? I, I don't know about the officials. Do they have some sort of ceremony, or is it just kind of a, everybody shows up and here we go? You know, I, I feel like it's it's those meetings that you have at, at work or at the office or at a convention when everybody kind of trudges in, grabs the continental breakfast, you grab a Danish, a coffee, <laughs> you sit down, you, you, know, you rub your eyes because it's a bunch of traveling, you're happy to see the guys again, and you try to wake up. Have, a, have right. a sip of that coffee, get ready to go. The fun part happens a little bit later. I think there's maybe not necessarily a ribbon cutting, but by the time you're done and you're ready to get back out on the ice, maybe there should be. You know, nice little ceremony to, to start things off. But we're just happy that it's up and running again. We're very close to the start of the NHL season. And the new season of the Scouting the Refs podcast is underway. It is brought to you by Manscaped. There are several special savings offers available for you with our Manscaped partnership. By using the code REFS, R-E-F-S, you immediately get 20% off your entire order and you get free shipping. Fall officially arrived a couple of days ago. Now, depending on where you live, you're likely starting to see some leaves change color. You're pretty soon going to have a lawn full of foliage. You're going to need to do a little tidying up. Well, it's the same thing with personal grooming. The last thing you need is undergrowth getting out of control and then you got a whole bunch of problems that you have to deal with. If it gets too messy, it can clog things up and can really be sort of a turnoff for anyone that happens to be passing by. So what you need is the Lawnmower 4.0, maybe even the full performance package. Get in there, clean things up before it becomes messy and out of control. And Josh, nobody needs to want to have to hire someone to take care of this messy job. <laughs> do it yourself. You absolutely can. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm assuming you could. I mean, you can hire somebody to do just about any job you want to, but you don't need to, especially with the tools from Manscaped, because it's it's so easy to do. It's so safe to do. And, and you really will appreciate what it's like when you get that that lawn cleanup underway to improve that that curb appeal. It just takes a minute or two on a regular basis, cleans things up, and I dare say the, the talk of the neighborhood will be how nice things have been <laughs> cleaned up and groomed. Don't forget, go to manscaped.com, use the code REFS, and get 20% off your order and free shipping. He's Josh, I'm Todd, this is the Scouting the Refs podcast. Make sure you're following us, please, on our social channels. For Josh, it's at Scouting the Refs on Twitter and on Instagram. And for me, it's at Todd Lewis Sports on both Twitter and Instagram. On this week's episode, as we said, camps are open. Preseason games are about to begin. How long until the first controversy? How bad will the whining be about stricter enforcement of cross-checking? And Josh, before we go too far, my question is, where's Wes? We did not see Wes McCauley during the Stanley Cup final as we had become accustomed to recently. Where's Wes McCauley as the new season is set to begin? 
Wes McCauley's in training camp, so we are expecting him to be back on the ice. And he was also busy over the summer. He he wasn't officiating games necessarily, Todd, but he was officiating a wedding. Oh, come on. <laughs> he was he was the officiant for the wedding. He he married people and he, he had his, <laughs> his ref sweater stitched into the lining of his jacket. Oh, I so love that. Absolutely. Not only was he there, not only was he he refereeing the ceremony, but he was representing his NHL stripes as well. That is so fantastic. I I I I presume that this was done in Wes Macaulay dramatic fashion as well at the conclusion of the ceremony. It's you may kiss the bride. Oh, I, I, I wish we had a video. I, I, you know, Wes is always mic'd up and you know, somebody recorded it. I, I, I'm waiting on social media for that video to pop up somewhere so we can hear it. But yes, it's Wes. How could he do it any <laughs> other way? Come on. <laughs> Oh, that's that's I I really do hope there's video of that, but that's that's great to hear. I'm glad he's back and and everything is good. That the the officials' training camp is over, correct? It is. Yep, the officials wrapped up camp, so they're all set. They've they've got their marching orders. They finished their fitness checks. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's in good shape. Everybody's ready to go. They're benchmarked for the year, and now they await the assignments. So they got a couple of days off just to hang around, I guess, and. Take it easy for a little bit of a break. You want to catch up with the family, uh, enjoy, take a breather before the season starts. And with those preseason games coming, the the action will be getting underway quickly because the preseason's right around the corner. And that means the refs are getting back on the ice, shake the rust off a little bit and, and start working those whistles. I presume that this is also a time where they'll be doing a little home study, especially some of the newer referees and linesmen that are coming into the NHL this year. Little refreshers. Let's make sure that we have everything straight. There are no new rules in the National Hockey League this year. It's strictly what has gone on previously. Am I correct? That's correct. No changes, which is nice for for change that we haven't actually modified any of the rule books. So certainly they went over things in camp. They talked about enforcement standards. They talked about what they're calling. But for the new guys, especially, you definitely want to brush up on the rule book. I mean, it's it's relatively consistent in North American hockey at various levels, but you want to know the quirks. You want to know the ins and outs, and you, you want to make sure you're actually calling a penalty that's in the rule book for the league you're working when you step out on the ice. And there will be some preseason debuts for the new guys. So, yes, some studying would not be out of the question. I think that the officials must be the same as the players, that once you get through the camp and get through a couple of days, it's OK. Now we want to get back on the ice and and playing games a little bit just to sort of see what we've got in terms of our team and our group, just to sort of shake off rust, if you will. But just to put into practical application some of the things that have been talked about for the last couple of weeks or the last little while as the new group has all come together and start to get a little gel of chemistry together. Absolutely. Working as a team, getting back out there on the ice. I mean, plenty of these guys, the veterans especially, have called these penalties for years. They know what they're looking for. If anything has changed from a standards standpoint, they want to see it on the ice. They want to start working that out, working out the interpersonal relationships on the ice of who's covering where and just just getting back up to game speed it's it's the same thing with a player you know you know how to play hockey you trained in the offseason but now you're passing to live players you're shooting on live goalies and for the officials you're calling penalties on live players so you definitely want to get back up to game shape and, and this is the chance for them to do it as well the Scouting the Rest podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. There are special savings for you with our Manscaped partnership. Use the code REFS on your order from manscaped.com. You get 20% off and you get free shipping. Now, we, of course, will not have any new rules this year, but there has been the much-discussed 
talk about cracking down on cross-checking. That is about to take place, and as you mentioned, as the preseason gets going, things are going to look a little bit different. First off, in this process, a video was dispersed to the Board of Governors during a preseason conference call, a Zoom call, I presume, because there was video that everyone watched. It will be shown to general managers and to players as camps are opening, Josh, do you believe that we will get to see this video? The fans should get to see this video, I think. I think it would be really helpful. I would love if we could see the video just to understand where the line is. What is the threshold for what should be called as a penalty and what's going to be let go? It's one of those things that in the past when they've had these kinds of crackdowns, there, there have been occasional videos to try to explain it from the league. Or we've had situations when we, we know they've tightened things up and we've just had to piece it together based on how the calls are going. So I would love to. I think it would be great for everybody to understand. I think it would also be great for the fans to see the league putting something together to be proactive and address it and help everybody understand it. Well... Let me say I'm a little bit skeptical that this may happen, and I will give you my evidence as to why I think I'm skeptical. So I went to NHL.com, and I went to the video section, and player safety, and the education tab, which I thought would be a logical place to go to maybe see this video or see other more helpful rules, explanations, illustrated with video. So do you know what I found when I arrived there? I'm afraid to ask. What what have you learned from your visit? The most recent video was from April 30th, 2018. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's, that's unsettling to me. Wow. Well, I... I I don't want to throw the NHL folks under the bus on here. They've done some great video content, especially from player safety. Yes. And I, I know they put together a video rule book, which may be existing separately somewhere else out there in the NHL.com videos universe. I'm hoping that at least the video rule book section on cross-checking may get an update. But holy cow. Maybe the, the NHL video librarian needs to do a little work. <laughs> okay. So anyhow, but the video w was shown to the governors. It, it shows several different cross checks and several different sets of circumstances where officials will be watching for infractions and there will be tighter enforcement starting this season. And that's good from a safety aspect, from an injury aspect. I think it's good. But here's where... I get frustrated with not the rules, but the enforcement and how it, it all comes together. Because we've seen this, this movie, if you will, play out a, a, a few times before. With each crackdown that the NHL tries to make, we seem to go through the five stages of grief. <laughs> Hear me out in this one. Okay. They are, the, the five stages are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Now, think about this for a second. When we had the big crackdown like 15, 15, 16, 17 years ago on restraining fouls, and then we had the slashing crackdown, and there were, then there was a bit of a stricter enforcement on face-offs and the like, it all seemed to happen, and it all seemed to play out exactly the same way. So think about this. First, we have denial. 
And everyone immediately has the same reaction. Oh, they can't do this. This isn't going to work. Is that right? That is that is correct. It's it's, it's never going to work. Cross checking is the same. The league doesn't call things. No no penalties. Yeah, no, this is a non-issue. Right. Then after a few more games, we get anger and we get things like, oh, if this if this keeps up, we're going to have nothing but power plays for the whole game, and that's going to ruin the whole game. Does that sound familiar? You guys are ruining hockey. This is a disaster. It's a march to the penalty box every night. Come on, let them play. There you go. Okay, third stage. We have bargaining. And then we start to hear things like, well, maybe we can keep some of these calls because that's helping, but maybe they should ease up on some others. Does that sound somewhat familiar? It does. Yeah, let's keep the guys safe out there. Okay, yeah, we want the dangerous calls out, but uh, maybe we change that a little bit. Or maybe they're calling these. Okay, yeah, I could, I could see that. And then we have a brief stage. Sometimes it's brief. Sometimes it extends a little bit longer, but it is depression. And... And you hear things from friends and family and colleagues like, well, I guess we're just going to be stuck with this going forward. There uh, there doesn't seem to be any let up by the officials. Nope. And nostalgia, I think, creeps in here like, oh, this yeah. isn't old time hockey. This isn't this isn't what hockey was when I grew up. I'm not I'm not going to watch hockey anymore. They keep calling these games like this. Yep. And then. But then th then what do they do? <laughs> <laughs> then finally, we get to the fifth stage, and that is acceptance and you hear things from your friends and colleagues like you know what some of these tighter calls they've they've kind of helped things out a little bit like they let the guys battle in front of the net you know but but nobody gets chopped down or nobody gets really hammered in front of the net and guys don't get hurt as much and I've, I've seen one or two other plays you know where there's been players skating towards the boards and somebody lets up or doesn't give them the big cross check in the back and send them head first into the boards I'm, I'm kind of okay with this so I think I think this is going to be all right and yeah. this is what we go through every time there's a slight change in enforcement or a, or a rule change to help Help the game. You're you're spot on. This is it's it's uncanny how accurate that is, and it's not just the fans. It's what we hear from the players too. Yep. I, I see it right now. Greg Wyshynski put an ESPN article up on on some of the players' thoughts on the cross-checking crackdown, and you can see that some of them are in the in the various early stages <laughs> right now before the puck is even dropped on the preseason, and we actually you know let the rubber meet the road and see what what it happens when it's in process or when it's in practice. But uh, yeah, it's 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 really. That's quite accurate, Todd. It's it's scary. Yeah, well, so let's let's deal with it and come through because there will be more cross-checking penalties once the preseason starts, which is the time to, I guess, really educate players and help educate fans. This is where the video comes in again. But this is the, the time where everybody's going to kind of reset or recalibrate how they play and, and how they act in certain situations where once it was deemed a shove, it will now be called a cross check. And I'm okay with that because anything that helps promote more creativity, more talent and ability to be showcased by the players, I think is a positive for the game. Absolutely. And you'll see the talented players probably leap to acceptance a lot faster than the guys whose paychecks are earned by cross checks to the backs of those talented players so it will be interesting to see i expect the officials having come fresh from camp having this drilled into them will be calling it tight and then we'll see that change once the season starts and it's not necessarily that the officials are, are loosening up or settling in it's that the players are learning because they can talk about it in training camp all they want but you you know for the players 
their education comes when they cross the line. Right. They learn when they're in the penalty box and they feel shame and they think about it because that's when it's really going to matter of them understanding where the line is for the cross check. So I'm, I'm confident that the officials are coming out with that standard in mind. And now the players will learn on the job where that line is. The other important factor in this, and we've talked about this numerous times over the previous seasons, is the communication between the officials and the players. We get those great mic'd up segments where you hear the conversations of careful, careful, that's okay, that's okay, you're getting close. That gives the players information. That helps them understand what the threshold is before they commit an offense. And even when they do commit an offense and get whistled for it, there's communication afterwards between the referees to say, here's what took you over the line. Here's what had me raise my arm and called the penalty. Right, and I expect a lot of those explanations, especially in the cross-checking calls, to help them figure out where that line is. It's it's a great piece that's often overlooked. And if not for the mic'd up videos, we really wouldn't have that window into how much communication goes on between the players and the officials. And even from a player's standpoint, not necessarily contesting the call or arguing it, but trying to understand, you know, what, what was it? Hey, isn't that a legal cross check? The official has a few seconds to maybe highlight what made that a penalty in this case, whereas maybe it wouldn't have been called last season. So expect some education and players will adapt. Let's hope things go a little smoother this year. And here's another item I want to mention as well, that just think back to the playoffs when there was so much discussion slash complaining about cross-checking. And that's why the stricter enforcement is coming up this year, isn't it? It absolutely is. I, I think seeing star players get injured and seeing the potential for a serious injury or, or something even worse than what we did see out there, I think the league realized that this is something that's a bit out of control. It's it's dangerous. And I didn't hear it from the NHLPA, but from a union standpoint, I, I think I'd be clamoring to have my guys protected as well from from these types of things. So, yeah, I think that's that's really what started it was seeing some actual cases on the ice where we had star players taken out because of cross checks. And it, it's a shame that it has to get to that point before action, because, you know, we've we've long seen what those cross checks unpenalized can do on the ice. Well, you're right. And that's the the seems to be the impetus for change. That's what spurred the the slashing a couple of years ago. There was one game with Johnny Gaudreau who got slashed, I think, about 12 times and wound up breaking his hand. And that sort of started the dominoes rolling. But here's here's the other part that I want to make mention of before we wrap up. So this directive to more strictly enforce cross checking. It's it's been looked at. It's been talked about. It's been discussed for months, as we mentioned, going back to last season. There was a lot of discussion and a lot of consultation with the teams, with the general managers, with the board of governors who all had to sign off on this directive before it comes into play. This is not simply referees deciding to make a change. This is not a, a gathering of guys in stripes who say, you know what, I think we're going to do this this year does not happen, does not work that way. So don't give them the grief because your team or players on your team are committing offenses as the rules are written. The referees and the linesmen are doing their best to carry out the instructions that have been given. They are there to enforce the rules. They don't write the rules. So let's direct any frustration at the at the right source of it. It is not the referees. They are doing what they're instructed to do. You're absolutely right, Todd. And it's it's an enforcement. And as far as letting them play or or not calling them, 
the guys need to learn where the line is. Uh, to me, let them play means let them play within the legal aspect of the rule book. If they're going to commit infractions, those infractions should be called and they will be called. And of course, we'll see those five stages of grief <laughs> as they are called. But yes, uh, don't don't shoot the messenger. These have come down from the league. And unless you want to craft a harshly worded email or social media post like the New York Rangers have, uh, you can consider <laughs> doing so in the league's general direction, lest your pocketbook be warned. But uh, but don't point the finger at the officials. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure the league can't find fans for uh, for making a, a statement or issuing a, a press release or even a social media post. But I, I, that, that would be the direction to send it, I think, though. Yes, yes. That's that's who you should address all complaints to. Uh, I'll, we'll provide the, the mailing address uh, if you if you wish to craft harshly worded letters to the league. Yes, that will that will be no problem. But we are that we are excited that hockey is coming back. Sure, there's going to be a bump in the road or two. There's going to be a little hiccup, and it's going to seem a bit frustrating at times. But it, it's no different than it is every other year. It's it's new players being integrated. It's uh, becoming accustomed to nuances and the rules that have been adjusted and changed. We'll get through it in a week or two, and then the regular season will start, and then we'll really be going for six, eight, nine months, or however long the season is going to take this year. Yes, it, it should be a good one. So you know, get ready, strap in for those preseason games, check out the new ref numbers and the ref roster so that you can get acclimated to which officials have changed numbers as part of their promotions and which guys are, are new because, boy, even for me, Todd, it's it's time to relearn all the numbers with all the changes and the new guys coming on board. It, it should be interesting and I, I can't wait to be challenged with, wait a second, who's who's number 31 again? Well, this this is going to pick out an old scab a little bit, but don't you wish that the officials had names on the backs I of their jerseys? I do. I do. And, and guys I've talked to miss those days, too, that, you know, it, really? was, a, it was a little more personality and, and it did humanize the officials a bit. And you want to remember that it's a person. It's a human there, especially some of the guys that I've talked to that work uh, l lower levels of just, you know, just remember that these are people and having a yes. name sometimes reminds you of that. I like that. Refs are people, too. The Scouting the Refs podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with code REFS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code REFS. That's R-E-F-S. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped.